Welcome back, guys. This is Encounter with God here on Faith FM on The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning. You're with Lila Mon, and we're going to have another clue for our quiz. Yes, we have another clue for our quiz, and also I'm going to tell you about a massive giveaway um, that we have happening right here at Faith FM, for which you don't actually need to answer any kind of quiz clue. Um, you just need to... Well, I'll tell you about that in a second. So... Quiz clue number three. Who am I? When taking a census for David, I did not include the tribes of Levi and Benjamin because the king's command was repulsive to me. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. I, I wonder why he excluded those two tribes specifically. This is an interesting discussion because this was a situation in this particular individual was... Mm, we, don't, we don't actually... We don't actually typically see this individual as being a righteous man always but he was definitely righteous in this situation yeah because the king was being naughty he followed orders but um yeah those weren't good orders and he was not happy about it he knew it was wrong Mm -hmm. on one of those kinds of issues where he saw you look at it you go really that was wrong you know what's wrong with that yeah but then when you look deeper into this you can see okay i can see where that where that yeah because the lord said specifically don't do a censorship and king david decided to do one anyway the king's order was repulsive to him okay so he did he did half a job Basically, well, yeah, maybe yeah, a, fair, a fair portion of the job. Well, let me tell you about this other giveaway before we get too much further, Lyle. Because mm. I love this giveaway. This is probably one of my oh, favorites. We've still got some of those left. Yeah, we only have like I think maybe ten left. But we we had a hundred copies of uh, Nature's Superfood, Simply Natural, Super Healthy. I got a bunch of people that are panicking. You guys got to stop panicking, y'all. You got to stop your panicking. It's going to come, right? It's going to happen. It's happening. It's happening tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow I will start the um, start the contact. So basically, right, we have here at Faith of M a brand new YouTube channel. We're so happy about it. We're so proud of it. We love the YouTube channel. We want you to love it too. Every day we upload really good quality content, which is hard to find online today to find quality good content every day we upload a new video uh and you can jump on there and watch those videos just go to youtube.com of course and search for faith fm australia now if you subscribe to our channel faith fm australia be the first one with a gray round Dot, yeah, dot. as a symbol, as the icon uh, for their profile pic. If you're within the first 100 subscribers, we will send you a copy of Nature's Superfoods, Simply Natural, Super Healthy. It's a really fabulous cookbook, goes over 28 superfoods, gives um, not just you know a recipe for each, but also tells you like the benefits, uh, their availability, like how to choose them, you know how to pick if they're ripe, tells you how to store them. Uh, it's a really, really great book, just really fabulous how if you want to get more fruit and veg. grow them? It probably gives a couple of tips here and there on how to grow them as well, yeah. And um, because it tells you the season and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's a really great book. Lyle and I have been drooling over it ever since we got these books, a box of books into our our studio. And and we would love to send you one. Just be one of the first 100 subscribers to our YouTube channel. We had 100 to send out. I think we have about 10 left. And uh, tomorrow I will start the task of contacting all the people who have subscribed. So if you have ah, it's subscribed, gonna happen. It's gonna don't happen. stress. We've yep. got your notifi- the notification came through on I- our end telling us that you have subscribed. And uh, we will contact you through YouTube uh, with instructions on how to um, get the book. So, which is just us sending them to you basically. Yep. 
Excellent. So and if you want to answer the quiz, 1-800-FAITH-FM is our phone number. A lot of people's um, minds will be put at ease when you get, it, get in contact with them. Yes. With them on. I have a hundred yeah. messages to send out tomorrow. And of course, don't forget you owe us a meal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> From yeah. the cookbook. Any, Lyle, meal, any meal that does not involve mushrooms. Lyle's terms and conditions. <laughs> get the cookbook. Got to send us a meal. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't send us a meal. Send us an invitation. And a, and a plane ticket to the meal. Because that's right, in case you're ticket. like yeah, yeah, cooking right. from WA uh, or something. We'll, we'll travel. Oh, I'd love it if someone in Northern, Northern Territory. Because it's the only place in Australia I haven't been. I've done every other state, city, whatever. I just haven't set foot in the Northern Territory. There you go. Got to do it. Anyway. Got to do it. Got to do it. Why is it? I've never been to the Northern Territory either. I've been all over you the world. I've been to. The, I mean, how many countries have you been to? 39. There's a ridiculous amount of countries. How many states in, in the US? Oh, probably at least half of them. Yeah. So I'm, I've done I'm, multiple road trips I'm across I'm up close to 40. Yeah, I'm not near that Out of far. the 50. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm a little bit behind you in countries, I think. And we've and, and neither of us have ever been to the Northern Territory. It's a travesty, isn't it? If you're in the Northern Territory and you'd like Faith FM to come and do some radio broadcasting from the Northern Territory to promote your state, then oh, uh, hey, give us a call. Oh, hey. We've broadcast live from there. Speaking of broadcasting live. Bring it up live, for a week or something, rather. Maybe we should take it to yeah. like Fink or some yeah. random place. <laughs> speaking of our broadcasting live, tell our listeners what's happening next week. Oh, this is so mm-hmm. exciting. We are going to. Grey Nomads. Yes. Okay, so Grey Nomads is something you all need to know about. Everybody needs to know about Grey Nomads. It happens a couple of times a year. Um, I don't know all of the locations, but I do know the ones in North New South Wales and South New South Wales. And this is the the, the largest gathering of um, Christian uh, caravanners, retirees, um, people with grey hair. I qualify for that. So do I. You can't tell because I diet, but yep. I'm about 40% grey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all of that kind of thing. Okay, so um, if you enjoy life on the road, if you're into van life, if you're into caravan life, if you are... Have a you, free spirit the, and a young heart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Then Grey Nomads is the place for you. This is the largest gathering of... Uh, of uh, largest Christian gathering of this type in Australia. It's very exciting. It's happening at Jindabyne in New South Wales, which is out near Canberra, isn't it? Up on a mountain. It's at an mm-hmm. Alpine Lodge. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, so I've been there before and it's breathtakingly beautiful. Fresh air, crisp, like almost like an apple. Yeah, everybody goes amazing. to everybody goes to Jindabyne for the for the for the um, winter to go snow skiing and yep, snowboarding yep, snow and all the snow sports, and people forget that this is actually a sensational place to visit in the summer. And the great thing about visiting in the summer is that all the tourists are gone. So, you know, the, the, the town of Jindabyne, I think they were telling me, has, uh, you know, 30,000 less people in it right now than what it normally does. And this is only a small town, so you can imagine what it's like during peak season. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything's quiet and relaxed, and people are just having a good time, and there's no rush and hustle and bustle and, you know, of the whole snow season. And uh, you can enjoy the mountains in the summertime. And we will be there all next week broadcasting live from Jindabyne, from the Grey Nomads Camp, uh, 2019 camp. And uh, we'll be taking you with us via the radio and we'll be doing um, breakfast show from Jindabyne. And if you want to know what kind of meetings you are missing out on, we will be broadcasting as many of those as we can. Indeed. It's going to be great stuff. So there's some really, really good presentations there. Mon, you had a list there, I think, a minute ago. What did you do with that list of, uh, of everything that's happening down there at Grey Nomads? Put it in my bag. Let me fish it and, out for uh, you. I know what I'm speaking on. Oh, oh, the theme is look up and live and 
and I'm going to be talking about Bible prophecy. You know, I'm going to talk about Bible prophecy. I love, I love that subject. Oh, really? Yeah. So my mate Justin is um, Pastor Justin Lawman. Yep, he's going to be speaking there. Um, otherwise known as uh, Red Dog, um, and um, my mate Toby Clare is going to be there. He's going to be speaking. There's going to be a banquet. There's going to be a concert. There's going to be activities. There's going to be board game nights. There's going to be puzzle competitions. There's going to be Bible trivia. Yeah, there's art classes. My mate Paul Bennett is going to be doing uh, Bible trivia down Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. There's going to be art classes. Did you mention the concerts, music concerts? I mentioned the concerts. They explore the Alpine region, go like gentle exercise. Yep. Making new friends and fully catered. Yes. Unless you want to bring your own grub. You can bring your own grub, of course. So, yeah. No, no. This is going to be seriously cool. Um, so, <coughs> put Grey Nomads on your calendar and don't miss out. That's it. That's right. it. Actually, if you, can, if you want more information, you can just jump online. If you just Google um, Grey Nomads uh, Camp 2019 Ginderbine, uh, you'll end up on the South New South Wales Conference Now, we would have website. told you about this earlier, except that we weren't sure that we were going to make it. Yeah, that's true. And, we uh, know now. We've been working on the details and getting it all sorted out so that we can actually uh, take the studio with us and broadcast right from there, Grey Nomads, on location. So it happens twice a year, uh, one in North New South Wales, at uh, Stewart's Point. So Stewart's Point is, what, north of Kempsey, south of Coffs Harbour. Beautiful part of the coast. And uh, so we have one at the beach and one in the mountains. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful. Really looking forward to next week. Really looking forward to next week. Health presentations, bunch of health presentations. Yeah, some good stuff. The list goes on and on and on. And you can just, you know, you you can go to all of them or you can go to some of them or you can sit back and relax and you can, you know, sit in your chair outside of your caravan or just rent a cabin or whatever you want. And uh, Yeah, they have chalets and they have bunk rooms as well. So, yeah, it's really great. But yeah, if you, you listen, if you tune in next week and you're wondering why Lyle and I are saying all relaxed, it's because <laughs> we're in an hour. Yeah, if you tune in next lunch. week and we're like, you know, 10 minutes late getting to the studio, <laughs> because we are enjoying ourselves at yes, Grey Nomads. indeed. Although you will be working hard, Lyle, because not only are you doing radio in the morning, you'll be presenting each evening. So if you'd like to hear Lyle talk, I think we're going to be broadcasting that as well, aren't we? It's going to be a good time. Yeah, yeah. And there might, yeah. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. So even if you can't get into uh, Grey Nomads itself because the, uh, it is very late and they're probably booked up, uh, but you can always give them a call and give them a try. But uh, if you're not able to get in there yourself, just um, stop in at Ginderbine. There's like, you know, accommodation in Ginderbine at this time of year is dirt cheap. Look, um, Lyle, i got to tell you. And you come in as a day visitor. i got to tell you, I know that like it's pretty late to uh, register because it is starting next week. But I did talk to the organizer yesterday and there are still spots available. Okay. So if you if you call them up, I'm sure you can you wrangle might, your way in. You might be able to find a spot. Mm-hmm. That's it. You there were still a few there were still a few um, six bed cabins, uh, which you know and they're all very well priced, everything's priced. Food's really cheap, combination's really cheap. Starts on Monday. Starts on Monday. Yeah, do something spontaneous, yes. random and uh, spontaneous. spontaneous holidays are always the best. That's true. It's true, they're always so much fun. Yeah. Anyway, we better get back into our <laughs> encounter with God. Like, it was so distracting. That was a, uh, that was a big plug right there. Yeah, but, big um, plug for not? everything happening here. So, yeah. Ah, where are we up to? We are up to Acts chapter 2 and verse something or other. Acts, book of Acts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Yes. Chapter two. Okay. Yeah, I got pages it. Pages turning, pages turning, pages turning. Uh, where are we going to start? Verse 42, please, Mon. Verse 42 says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Okay, so we talked about this yesterday, and I like how yours 
um, says, in sharing meals and the Lord's Supper. So some people say, oh, this was the Lord's Supper. And some people can say, no, this was just eating. Well, most likely it was both. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be both? Mm -hmm. But it's certainly more than just the Lord's Supper that it's talking about. But basically, if you summarize it, you can summarize it this way. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and food and prayer. Nice. That's the KJV Lyle version. (laughs) I like it. It's a good version. Yeah, and and, uh, when you put that together, that's your axe model of evangelism. And one of the things that jumps out to me right there is the importance of food. Yes. You know, this is an international language. It is used all over the world. It is used in every culture, every language, every part of the planet. When people want to draw close together, they do it over food. Mm -hmm. And any church that does not have something... Uh, related to food every week is failing as a church. That's true. That's true. I love I love churches. And do you know what? If I was running a church, we would have potluck lunch after every single week. Call it fellowship lunch. Yeah. I fellowship don't like potluck. Yeah, sure. Potluck whatever. sounds like um, a potluck pig sounds in a, exciting. Sounds like a pig in a poke. <laughs> like I put my hand in there and pull something out, and it might be good or it might not. It's like, but that's exactly how it is. You see all these beautiful dishes out on this table. I've never had bad food at a fellowship lunch. Seriously. Maybe once or twice. Rarely. I have a story rarely. that I'm not even going to share on the record. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love potluck. I, I love it. Just trying new things. I guess because I'm the, I'm the kind of person who loves to fellowship, try new things. Fellowship lunch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fellowship lunch. Whatever. Yeah. I'm the kind of person who likes to try new things. So for me, fellowship lunch is really fun. Thank you, Mon. Yeah, you're welcome, Lyle. <laughs> anyway, anyway. But yeah, sharing food is an important part of pretty much every single culture and every single like subculture or religion or any kind of group of people that have come together, you'll always find that food has been somewhere Fellowship lunch is best in Sydney. You know why? Why? Because it's every different nationality goes to That church. is true. You get such a broad scope. Like I've tried the most delicious dishes from around the world going to church in Sydney. I think my favorite has been empanadas. Empanada. What's an empanada? It's kind of like a Spanish um, pasty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how you get the veg- vegetable oh, pasty? I really like um, paella. Pasty. What's the name? Pasty. Spoken pasty. Spanish food. Oh, yeah, paella. We had that at, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the best thing about Sydney churches. They're like, I guess Melbourne's the same, all the big cities. Um, you get all of these different nationalities and they bring so many different flavors. But uh, this is part of the, the Acts model of evangelism. And so some churches, they're like, yep, we need to have doctrine. So they'll have teaching, you know, mm-hmm. a Sabbath school or a Sunday lesson, whatever, and uh, a sermon and this kind of thing, then you'll have uh, prayer. We need to have prayer. We're Christians, so we pray. So every church is going to have prayer in it. You might have you know, prayer that starts beforehand, a prayer meeting. Uh, you might have prayer warriors group, this kind of thing, a prayer meeting that happens during the week. You might have um, you know, prayer on various occasions throughout the service. And the one that we neglect is food. It's, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Cause it? Food is just as yeah, important here as the other two. And this is why I say no church should not have Food as a feature every week. That's true. I absolutely 100% agree. Church that I grew up in with as a kid was a little bit of a different culture back then, but there was never a Sabbath um, where, you know, because we went to church on the Sabbath, being Seventh day Adventist, mm-hmm. but there was never a Sabbath where uh, there were not multiple families who had prepared for people to come back for lunch. And that, you know, we would either have people at our place or we would be at somebody else's place to share food yeah. after the service. Yeah. Never a Sabbath went by that that that, 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 that didn't happen. Because it's a way of binding the members together, like, to, to you know, to bring them closer together in unity. Like, food does really unify. If you can share food with someone, like, you can get along. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, as young people growing up and as youth, it's like, oh, you know, whose place are we going to go and hang out at the Savo? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you couldn't have some of the best Bible studies ever. We had a great Bible study one time at um, Thanksgiving. We just had food and then we had, sat around and had a Bible study. It was heaps of fun. I remember that. I was there. That was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Food and Bible study and prayer goes well together. Amen. Okay. Continue reading for us there, please, Mon. Okay, verse 43 says, A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonder. All, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Thank you. So this is a growing movement. This is a very close movement. Does this does this story give you a sense of unity? Yeah, very much so. Okay, very so this is exceptionally so. exceptional unity that you have right here because to the point that they are living communally. Mm-hmm, that's it. So should Christians follow this example? Uh, only if they're called to. <laughs> Bit of res- reservation there, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, this is here as a part of the Acts uh, experience. Yes, but then you also have people who also uh, lived to glorifying God in totally different fashions, like John the Baptist. He was never in part of any sort of a commune. Okay, this is a very valid yeah. point that you raise. And, and I, I want to be careful saying about this because I think this is a verse, a couple of verses in the Bible that have been abused <laughs> by people like cult leaders who try and get people to join comedy. sure yeah, yeah. I, I know a um there's a uh, a cult in the blue mountains who follows this particular passage here and it's like you go there you have no possessions mm-hmm. everything becomes communal mm-hmm. this is the only instance of this that you find in the bible and i think that's important to remember yeah this is the only church that ever functioned like this none of the other churches that you find in the new testament era functioned like this and never in the past history of god's people you know, God's the, the Israelites down through history, did they, did they function like this? And so this was appropriate for the time and place. Yes. And I think I think we need to note, we need to be careful because one of the reasons why this is done so rarely is because of the, um, in my opinion, is because of the, um, the great capacity for um, corruption. Right. Yeah. Because you know, if you're something, something, you got to sell everything you have and share it communally. It, you know, it's a bit like communism. Like someone at the top can easily mess that up. Yeah. And, well, take well, take it advantage. Is. It is. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. very much so. And communism is a great system. In theory. Without human nature. Exactly. Humans stuff it up. Yeah. Yeah. Communism would be perfect in a perfect world. No question. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it well, it would work anyway. Mm-hmm. But any system will work in a perfect world without sin. It's humans that stuff every system up. It's always there user is. error. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, exactly, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course, selfishness and greed is uh, is what stuffed this system up here. That's right. Because yeah. the Bible starts off saying this is how it was. You know, they had perfect unity. Yeah, it was great. And then we continue on a few verses down, and we're going to find that things are going to change quite dramatically um, and bring a break in that unity. And what it all comes down to is just selfishness mm-hmm. and greed. Yeah. Okay, so on that thought, Mon, why don't you read for us a couple more verses? Uh, Chapter three. Yeah, and actually, we're going to skip the story of the um, of the lame man, mm-hmm. and we're going to go down to um, uh, let's go to well, let's actually let's move over to chapter five. 
there's, there's, a, there's a couple of chapters here. But let's move over to chapter 5 because this is really where... The, the Chapter 5 really is the chapter that deals with this issue of unity and communal living and talks about when it first came unstuck Yep. and how it came unstuck. So why don't you read for us chapter 5, uh, verse 1, and yeah, we'll keep going there. But there was a certain man named Ananias who, with his wife Sapphira, sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then Peter said to Ananias, Oh, we're going to find out in a minute what he What says. did he say? <laughs> this is Alison Brooke with Lily. I'm a lily of a field so green Beautiful, content as can be I grow fair beside the river I grow bright for the giver
Welcome back to Faith FM. That was Alison Brooke with the song Lily. Well, I've seen Alison Brooke perform live and she is phenomenal. Really? Where did you see that? Virginia. There you go. Yeah. Or was it Pennsylvania? No, I think it was Virginia. Anyway, really good. Really, really good. space between those two places. Yeah, I know. No, I'm pretty sure it was Virginia. Virginia's more towards the right-hand side of the country, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Virginia then. Called um, the East Coast. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I saw her perform live with her mother, Jennifer Jill Schwerzer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and they were really good together. Really, really good. Because her mum used to sing like opera and have her own music CDs and that kind of thing. So, yeah, wow. it was great. Her daughters followed in her footsteps and I think she done a really good job of it. Anyway. I'm impressed. Lyle, let me tell you another clue for our quiz. And just FYI, everyone, all the clues are up on our Instagram, on our Insta story. So, click your finger on our profile pic Talking and you'll see Virginia. all I used to go to. I went to college in Virginia. You did? Yeah. Huh. And uh, there might be some listeners out there interested to know that the uh, former president of the college, he was president when I was there, who was, he was an Australian man, um, Dr. Colin Standish, he passed away yesterday. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, very sad. He was sad Australian? Too. I thought he was American. Yeah, no, he's Aussie. Oh, there you go. Yep. He just spent a lot of time in the US? He was from Newcastle, lived most of his life. Well, he lived in a lot of different places around the world. He was uh, president of several different uh, colleges and universities, um, two of them before the age of 40. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's probably one of the most educated men that I've ever met. The, the, when you um, write down all the letters that come after his name, it takes up two full lines. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. I wonder all the things he studied in. Authored like 80 books or something or other. Um yeah, quite Sounds remarkable. like a man with, a, with an incredible mind, but that's it's also a testament to what the Lord will, how the Lord will use you and what the Lord will get you to do when you hand your life over he to him. He was passionate about Jesus Christ and the Bible. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Just, and he dedicated his life to it. Well, that's an incredible story. And and uh, it is sad that he's passed away and that he struggled with dementia for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah he was. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Colin Standish, may he rest in peace until Jesus comes. Okay, so all the clues, mm-hmm. Lyle, are mm-hmm. up on Instagram. So mm-hmm. jump across to our Insta page, Faith FM Live, or Locust One Word. But the clue for now is, who am I? I was the commander of David's army. Okay, who was the general? That now explains how he was able to um, wipe out 12,000 people. And also, just want to say... Congratu- Didn't do it by himself. He was in charge of the army. Yeah, that's right. Just want to say congratulations to Maddie from New South Wales, who won yesterday's quiz, uh, which was actually another hard one. It was the What City Am I? And the answer, of course, was Kana. Ah, yeah. there you yeah. go. Maddie well got it at the last minute, just as we were finishing off the show. So congratulations, well Maddie. Fantastic. All right, so uh, where were we up to? We were in the book of Acts, and yes, we were talking about when division first comes in. And we're about to find out what Paul said to Ananias. I mean, sorry, Peter said to Ananias when Ananias and Sapphira withheld some money. Okay, so what, what did Peter say? Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not to sell as you wished. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us but to God. Okay, so this is a um, one of those stories that you kind of look at it and you go, yeah, you know what? Was it really that bad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if I own a piece of land and I sell that piece of land... And you want to donate some? I can donate some of it or I can choose not to donate any of it. I can choose to donate all of it. It's it's mine. God has given it to me in trust. I can do with it as I please. And and the, what I do with that money is between me and God. It's not between... Uh, it's none of your business, none of my business. or well, it is my business, I should say, but it's none of your business or anybody else's business except my business between me and God. But here so we Anna s- and I sell some land... Yeah. He's like, I've got a whole bunch of profit. It sells for more money than he was expecting. Probably mm-hmm. put it up for auction. Mm-hmm. He's got some extra profit. 
He's like, you know what? I'm going to keep the extra. Is there anything wrong with that? No. Okay, so God strikes him dead. So there's something wrong with it. There's that's pretty severe, wouldn't you say? That is, yeah. That's a, it's a. I mean, that's the ultimate punishment, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then, if you continue on down through the story, you find that his wife comes in, and Peter's like, "Hey, is this what happened?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened." And she tells this little lie as well, and God strikes her dead. So what? Exa- how? Where did they go wrong? Where did they go wrong? If it's within our right to, uh, you know, donate however much we see fit. How come these people are being knocked off? Yeah, and that's a really good question. There are a number of factors that come to play right here. First of all, this was what broke the unity of the church. So the church had this wonderful unity right there at the beginning and this broke it. And what breaks unity is selfishness and greed. And the issue with these people was selfishness and greed and desire for flattery. Okay. So So they came to Peter and the apostles and they've said, here is, and this is where they came unstuck, all the money for the land. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was say some. Yeah. But their pride would not allow them to say some, and so they said all. And the moment they said all, they were telling a lie for the purpose of of uh, receiving the approval of the apostles and making themselves look good, and it was pure vanity. Because they wanted people to say, hey, look at Ananias and Sapphira. They sold some land and donated the whole thing They gave it all away. Yeah, Yeah, they gave the whole thing away. How good are they? They must be such great people. And, and of course, you can only have communal living when everybody's in. Mm -hmm. When you've got a situation where you've got communal living taking place uh, and uh, some person is like, yeah, I'm going to be half communal while everybody else is being communal, Mm -hmm. that's it. It's over. And this is exactly it's, it's, why communism doesn't work. That's right. Yeah, right here. Absolutely. And so this is where it, it all came to an end. It all came unstuck. And the thing that brought it unstuck was human pride, greed, and selfishness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think God was, you know, this was the early church, and the early church was on fire. They were super enthusiastic. They were, um, you know, extremely optimistic. They were growing like wildfire. They were worshipping every day. They had great fellowship happening. All of these wonderful things happening, great sermons, uh, miracles taking place. You can read about, you know, the first, up right through the book of Acts up until chapter 5, it's just like go, 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 go. You know, and in, in chapter 3, you've got 3,000 people that are baptized. In chapter 4, you've got like 15,000 people that are baptized, at least minimum, because there was like um, 5,000 just men. Uh, not including women and children. You know, further on in in in, uh, in chapter five, there was so many baptized they couldn't count them, and so you've got the church is going ahead, you know, in leaps and bounds, mm. and then this happens, and the possibility is that if this goes unchecked, or not commented on, or nobody does anything about it, it has the potential to undermine. The entire Christian movement, absolutely, and this is what we are, we often don't think about the actual implications of like, all right, what if God does nothing? Let's think about that for a moment. Let's say if God chooses to do nothing in these kinds of situations, sooner or later someone's going to say, you know what, I don't know. Since Safari spent some money the other day, mm-hmm. where did they get that money from? You know, questions are going to be asked, yep. rumors are going to spread. Um, people by nature talk. Um, 
you know, r- rumor is a bad thing and rumor is going to create disunity at the best of times, but Ananias and Sapphira, you know, sooner or later they're going to let it on to somebody. It's going to leak out. It's going to spread around. People are going to find out about it. And from that point forward, everybody's going to suddenly become suddenly very cynical yes. about the whole Christian movement. Like, yeah, these Christians. Yeah, yeah. Just look at Ananias and Sapphira. Mm-hmm. That's, if you want to know what Christianity is, that's what Christianity is. And it could bring the entire church unstuck right here. And this is why God struck them dead, because he was protecting the church at a time when it was in its infancy. And giving a very, very clear message mm-hmm. that, you know, sins that we might think are small, he takes very, very seriously. And those sins may have very, very large implications mm-hmm. um, as to what they could um you know what they could do, and and this is one of the things that you know it comes back to something I've talked about before. The only sin that nobody ever confesses to anyone else is the sin of covetousness, which makes it the most dangerous. Mm, that's very interesting. It's the most Lyle. invisible. For those who don't really know what covetousness is, you might have to explain that in a question of the day sometime. Maybe I will, but very shortly, you could describe it as unholy desire. Anyway, this is Andrew Peterson with Canaan Bound.
enjoy fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10am every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there.
That was Sarah Sample. I need the every hour here on Faith FM as we continue with the breakfast show and we come to the question of the day. Before we answer that question, I'm going to hit you with the last clue for our quiz. Who am I? My name begins with the letter J. The letter J. So if you want to have a look at all the previous quiz clues, jump on our Instagram and uh, you can see all the uh, previous clues. And uh, that's the last one we're giving away. So give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. If you think you know the answer, we, of course, will send you the prize. And uh, It's not Job. It's not Job. It's not Jotham. It's not Justice. So there's some ones that it's not, but it starts with J. It's not Jesus. David's David General. It's not Jonah. It's not John. There's a bunch of... It's not the Jonas Brothers. Who else starts with J that's not... It's not Jesse. It's not Jacob. Do we say Joseph? It's not Joseph. It's not Joseph. Jeremiah. That's Moses with a J. It's not him. It's not Jeremiah. <laughs> it's not Jeremiah. Mm, who else is there? It's uh, not Josiah. It's not Josiah. Oh, very good. Mm. It's not Jerusalem. Okay, anyway. It's question not- of the day. Question of the day. Let's get to question of the day. Okay, okay, okay. So today's question of the day was emailed to us. And this is... Um, Another way that you can actually contact us, by the way. Uh, so people, uh, you can ask your question. Info at faithfm.com.au. Yeah, you can go to our website, faithfm.com.au, and uh, you can find the contact us details there and you can email us there. So we, Lyle and I were having a quick little discussion before we went on air about whether or not we should um, make people anonymous when they ask these questions. So we're not sure if we're allowed to tell the names of this person, so we're going to keep this one anonymous. But when you ask the question, you know, if you want people to, to know your name, then feel free to tell us. Yeah, tell us your name, where but, you're from. Yeah, but if you're shy, it's fine. We usually do keep them anonymous, um, as we will do today. But there's many different ways that you can send through a Q of the D. So you can send it to uh, direct message through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. You can write to us um, via email. You can phone us up. There's any Text it on 0491064669. Any way that you can get in touch with us, we will accept questions. I've even had people like that I've met just out and about who've, who've sent in their questions that way. So, yes. But today's question, while it's a bit of a curly one actually, and uh, very interested to hear your answer. Jesus says when two or more are gathered that he'll be there, right? Mm-hmm. So why is it two or more? Why not one person? Is he abandoning the one person who prays by themselves? Well, that would kind of do away with the uh, the whole footprints um, parable, the, yeah, wouldn't it? The yeah, footprints in yeah. the sand parable? What about this Christian woman in prison in Pakistan? She's been in solitary confinement for eight years. Has the Lord abandoned her because she's praying by her onesie? Okay, so here's the, here's the key to answering this question. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, when he says where two or three are gathered in my name, is talking about corporate worship. There is a difference between corporate worship and individual worship. There's a different way that we do worship. And, you know, there's been many times in history when Christians have got together in very, very small groups, even groups of just two. And this is the only opportunity they have for corporate worship. Corporate worship is the kind of thing that we do at church. And so it's a different kind of worship. It's worship when you when you have worship together. You might do it in small group or whatever it might be. And so Jesus knew that down through history there would be lots of times when people would gather together in small groups. And because their group was so small, just two or three, they would be discouraged that their church was dying or that Jesus had abandoned them or mm. that their church was was just you know it was coming to an end and he's like look when there's only two or three i am there in the midst of you don't ever forget that 
Don't ever become discouraged if your church is small. And I know in my circumstances, there's been times when I've preached to crowds of 15,000 people, and there's been times when I've preached to crowds of five people. And I think that both of those circumstances, both of those sermons are just as important as each other because, you know, it is God's calling when God lays a message on your heart, just go and preach to whoever's there to listen. And where two or three are gathered, God is right there in the midst of them in a corporate worship setting. However, on an individual setting, it's very, very different. Jesus says a number of things in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20. He says, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse uh, 5, Um, He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Um, In Psalms 23 and verse 6, if we go over to the end of that famous psalm there, Psalms 23 and verse 6. And so what we find is that there are multitudes of places where the Bible says that God is never going to leave us as an individual. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. This is very, very clear language. God is not abandoning you because you are on your own. It's a different kind of worship. It's a different kind of experience that you have when you worship one-on-one with God than when you are worshiping corporately, as the Bible talks about in uh, the passage where two or three are gathered. And it's so true. As humans, we have that human nature to think, oh, there's lots of people here. Big stuff is happening. God must be working in a big way. And then when we see small groups, we're like, oh, it's too small for God to bother. But it's not true. God is there with two or three, and he's there when there's one. Wonderful promise, uh, wonderful reminder of who God is as a, with, you know, with his character, with his beautiful, loving character. If you have a question, give us a call. Our number here is 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. You can text your questions. We love it that way too. Zero. 491 We love fielding your questions and answering them for you. Send us through whatever you're thinking.
You're listening to Matt and Josie Minicus here with the song Peace. And we are about to give something away. A little earlier you heard our uh, interview with David Storjic on the subject of the healing power of forgiveness. And if you would like to know yes. more about the healing power of forgiveness, then give us a call right now because we have an incredibly powerful book to share with you. You don't have to answer a quiz. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be the first caller on 1-800-324-843 or the first person to text us on 491 and uh, we and, and you will receive this book for free. Mon, tell us all about it. It's called The Healing Power of Forgiveness. It's about Sharon Platt MacDonald. And it's a wonderful book um, all about, of course, you know, the healing power of forgiveness. We've just heard that wonderful uh, interview about it. So you can imagine that this uh, book inculcates all that information. And, uh, and you can read an experience about uh, forgiveness and how you can allow God to heal the hurts of your of your uh, life story and uh, and live a better life. So give us a call now, 1-800-FAITH-FM for the healing power of forgiveness. <laughs> 